Blog Talk Radio. Freedom, civil liberties, justice, and freedom. 
The East Los Angeles Community Lawn Civil Rights Center is located at 4765 Whittier Boulevard, Los Angeles, California, 90022. Our telephone number is 310-619-3634. So <clears throat> let's just get started in with the show. We're, we are going to talk a little bit about uh, some of the things about what, what, are, what available options are open uh, for undocumented workers and also for immigrants um, in terms of visas. And um, there's a lot of material that we're going to cover on this show today, but I believe at some time in the future we're going to have to have another show to go right into detail about each one of these um, visas. But um, I'm afraid for lack of time <clears throat> for today we're not going to be able to cover everything. But uh, let's just get right into our, our show today here. American's immigration system is broken. Too many employers game the system by hiring undocumented workers, and there are 11 million people living in the shadows. Neither is good for the economy or for the country. President Obama is eager to work with both the House and the Senate on a comprehensive solution to immigration reform, similar to the bipartisan legislation that passed the Senate in 2013. President Obama's push for legislation to fix our broken immigration system um, <clears throat> has been supported by many people from around the United States, but it's also um, been opposed by um, by many. And unfortunately, the House Republicans refused to give the Senate bill enough to, um, an up or down vote, and uh, so far it has been delayed. <clears throat> That's why the president took action to fix as much of the broken system as he could through his Immigration Accountability Executive Actions, which took place um, in November 2014. These actions will help secure the border, uh, prioritize felons, not families, and hold undocumented immigrants accountable by requiring them to pass a criminal background check and pay their fair share of taxes um, and modernizes the legal immigration system. These are common sense steps but only Congress can finish the job, and we're waiting for that final approval to take place here. Uh, let's go ahead and read uh, the rest of this here. Three critical elements of the president's executive actions are cracking down on illegal immigration at the border. <clears throat> the president's actions increase the chances that anyone attempting to cross the border illegally will be caught and sent back, continuing the surge of resources that efficiently reduce the number of unaccompanied children crossing the border illegally this summer. The president's actions will also centralize border security command and control to continue to crack down on illegal immigration. Two. Deporting felons, not families. The president's actions focus on the deportation of people who threaten national security and public safety first. He has directed immigration enforcement to place anyone suspected of terrorism, violent criminals, gang members, and recent border crossers at the top of the deportation priority list. Three, accountability, criminal background checks, and taxes. The president is also acting to hold accountable those undocumented immigrants who live in the United States for more than five years and are parents of U.S. citizens or lawful permanent residents. By registering and passing criminal and national security background checks, millions of undocumented worker, workers and immigrants will start paying their fair share of taxes and temporarily stay in the United States without fear of deportation for at least three years at a time. The president's actions will also streamline legal immigration to boost our economy and will promote naturalization for those who qualify. There are four uh, principles to the president's common sense proposal, and we're going to go over them. Uh, the four categories are continuing to strengthening border security, then we're going to go into earned citizenship, then we're going to go into streamlining legal immigration, and then the last but not least, cracking down on employers hiring undocumented undocumented workers. In, on November 20, 2014, President Obama said, when I took office, I committed to fixing this broken immigration system, and I began by doing what I could to secure our borders. Today, we have more agents and technology deployed to secure our southern border than at any time in our history. And over the past six years, illegal border, border crossings have been cut by half, more than half. <clears throat> Under the Obama administration, the resources that the Department of Homeland Security, DHS, dedicates to security at the southwest border at an all-time high. Today, there are 3,000 additional Border Patrol agents along the southwest border and on our border fencing. 
unmanned aircraft surveillance systems and ground surveillance systems have more than doubled since 2008. Taken as a whole, the additional uh, boots on the ground technology and resources provided in the last six years represent the most serious and sustained effort to secure our border in our nation's history, cutting illegal border crossings by more than half. And this effort is producing results. From 1990 to 2007, the population of undocumented individuals in the United States grew from 3.5 million to 11 million people. That's a lot. Since then, the size of the undocumented population has stopped growing for the first time in decades. Border apprehensions, a key indication of border security, are at their lowest level since the 1970s. The President's immigration reform proposal gives law enforcement the tools they need to make our community safer from crime and by enhancing our infrastructure and technology. The President's proposed, uh, proposal continues to strengthen our ability to remove criminals and apprehend and prosecute threats to our national security. To build on these efforts and to ensure that our limited enforcement resources are used efficiently, um, the President has announced the following actions shifting resources to the border and recent border crosses. Over the summer, DHS sent hundreds of Border Patrol agents and U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement, known as ICE, personnel to the southwest border. And the Department of Justice, DOJ, recorded dockets in immigration courts to prioritize removal cases of recent border crossers. Continued focus will help keep our border safe and secure. In addition, Secretary Johnson is announcing a new southern border and approaches campaign plan, which will strengthen and the efforts of the agencies who, will, who work to keep our border secure. And by establishing clear priorities for interior enforcement, DHS is increasing the likelihood that people attempting to cross the border illegally will be apprehended and sent back. Streamlining the immigration court process, DOJ is announcing a package of immigration court reforms that will address the backlog of pending cases by working with DHS to more quickly adjudicate cases of individuals who meet the new DHS-wide enforcement priorities and close cases of individuals who are low priorities. DOJ will also pursue regulations that adopt best practices for court systems to use limited court hearing time as effectively and efficiently as possible. Protecting Victims of Crime and Human Trafficking as Well as Workers. The Department of Labor, DOL, is expanding and strengthening immigration options for victims of crimes known as U-Visas and trafficking, T-Visas, <clears throat> who cooperate in government investigations. And, um, an interagency working group will also explore ways to ensure that workers can avail themselves for their labor and employment rights without fear of retaliation. The President's Proposal, Strengthening Border Security and Infrastructure. The President's Proposal strengthens and improves infrastructure at ports of entry, facilitates public partner partnerships aimed at increasing investment in foreign visitor processing, and continues supporting the use of te technologies that help secure the land and maritime borders of the United States. Combat trans transnational crime. The President's proposal creates new criminal penalties dedicated to combating transnational criminal organizations that traffic in drugs, weapons, and money, and that smuggle people across the borders. It also expands the scope of current law to allow for the forfeiture of these organizations' criminal tools and pro proceeds. Through this approach, we will bolster our efforts to deprive criminal enterprises, including those operating along the southwest border, of their infrastructure and their profits. Improve partnerships with border communities and law enforcement. The President's proposal expands our ability to work with our cross-border law enforcement partners, community trust, and cooperation are key to effective law enforcement. To this end, the United States Department of Homeland Security, DHS, will establish border community liaisons along the southern and northern borders to improve communication and collaboration with border communities, both funding to tribal government uh, partners to reduce illegal activity on tribal lands and strengthening training on civil rights and civil liberties for DHS immigration officers, crack down on criminal networks engaging in passport and visa fraud and human smuggling is our next topic here. The President's proposal creates tough criminal penalties for trafficking in passports and immigration documents and scams to defraud 
including those who prey on vulnerable immigration through um, notary fraud. It has also strengthened penalties to combat human smuggling rings. Now, <clears throat> I live in Los Angeles, and um, for all major cities in the United States, there's no secret that there are lots of groups that um, sell um, immigration documents and um, driver's license and social securities and things like that. Well, um, recently we just had a new law that passed in California. Now, I'm just talking about California, and I don't know about everybody else, everybody else. but um, even uh, if you're an undocumented worker or illegal immigrant, you have the right to secure a um, California driver's license as well as an identification. And the process is very, very simple. All you have to do is um, online, go ahead and make an appointment, and you can start your exams, which will include a written and a driving test. And it's simple as that, and it's legal. So I guess the question that I have that I'm that I'm sort of wondering here, with this available for immigrants, and um, believe me, you've got to study just like everybody else in the, in the exams um, or the booklets are available also in Spanish, the state of California is making it so simple for people to achieve this in a legal status. Why would anybody want to purchase a fraudulent Social Security card, fraudulent California ID, or driver's license, and spend your hard-earned money if you're an undocumented worker or um, immigrant if you don't have to? You don't need to do that anymore, people. All you've got to do is just do it legally. From there, you're going to be able to secure uh, more than likely an, 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 an employee identification number from the IRS um, probably to do your taxes. Um, but we'll have to go into that on another show. But there are many things that are, are available to, to immigrants and undocumented workers um, right now in our system, including social services, that um, I'm afraid that many members from our Latino community have taken advantage of, of our own people and, um, and um, are offering these fraudulent documents and such, um, which by the way, it's a federal offense, and um, the California ID selling fake IDs is a state offense, but federal offense when you're doing anything with Social Security because it's federal, um, and continue to do so and sell them for high prices. And everybody knows where those people are doing it, and, and um, the message that I have for those people is that, well, you might as well enjoy your limited time because people are going to get smart and um, and um, about the system, and they're going to go get the real thing. Why would they want to get a fake fake one if it's real? Um, honest to God, I'm not sure um, about that, but uh, really, um, it's it's really in their best interest to stay away from all of that um, illegal activity and um, get things done the right way. The government's making a huge um, bend uh, for immigration rights, um, in the state of California, and people need to take advantage of that um, and um, and get their status a little bit more legal um, so that when it becomes um, available for immigration reform, that most of the documents are in order so it will facilitate a fast process um, of their status and um, their visa. Okay, so we're going to go over... Now, we're going to go over earned citizenship. January 29, 2013, President Obama says, we have to deal with the 11 million individuals who are here illegally. We all agree that these men and women should have to earn their way to citizenship. But for comprehensive immigration reform to work, it must be clear from the outset that there is a pathway to citizenship. We've got to lay out a path, a process that includes passing a background check, paying taxes, paying a penalty, learning English, and then going to the back of the line behind all those folks who are trying to come here legally. That's the only fair thing to do. I'm sure there'd be many people that um, have um, something you know, else to say about that, whether it be negative or positive, um, what about all those people that are here about going to the back of the line? We'll address that later on, either on this show or another show. It is just not practical to deport 11 million undocumented immigrants living within our borders. 
The president's proposal provides undocumented immigrants a legal way to earn citizenship that will encourage them to come out of the shadows so they can pay their taxes and play by the same rules everybody else. Immigrants living here illegally must be held responsible for their actions by passing national security and criminal background checks, folks, just like everybody else here living in America, born here, paying taxes and a penalty. Going to the back of the line and learning English before you can earn your citizenship. There will be no uncertainty about their ability to become U.S. citizens if they meet the eligible criteria. The proposal will also stop punishing innocent young people brought to the country through no fault of their own by their parents and give them a chance to earn their citizenship more quickly if they serve in the military or pursue higher education. Now, I don't know about you, but the military um, really is a really um, good place for people to be. Um, People are able to learn a career, a trade. Um, They can make the military their their career choice. Um, You get a chance to travel all over the world, meet people, um, and so many other resources available to uh, military personnel. Um, And so for those individuals out there that fall into this category, I would encourage you to um, to go to your local recruiting station, um, talk to uh, the recruitment officer there um, to find out all the different things that are available to you. You're not going to advance just sitting at home doing nothing, walking the streets. Do something positive and find out about joining the U.S. military um, and become legal and get all the benefits, even more benefits than sometimes more Americans that are born here get. The president's proposal, create a provisional legal status. Undocumented immigrants must come forward and register, submit biometric data, pass criminal background and national security checks, and pay fees and penalties before they will be eligible for provisional legal status. Agricultural workers and those who enter the United States as children would be eligible for the same program. Individuals must wait until the existing legal immigration backlogs are cleared before getting in line to apply for lawful permanent residency, example, a green card, and ultimately United States citizenship. Consistent with current law, people with provisional legal status will will not be eligible for welfare or other federal benefits, including subsidiaries or tax credits under the new health care law. But every um, state and every city uh, is different, and um, I know here in L.A. County, um, undocumented workers are eligible to receive um, many social services benefits, including food stamps. Create strict requirements to qualify for lawful permanent resident status. Those applying for green cards must pay their taxes, pass additional criminal background and national security checks, register for for selective service, just like Americans born here. All of us, I know that I had to do it. When I turned 18, I had to register for the selective service, um, and um, I was proud to do that. And if need be at that time, um, if there was a need to protect our country, um, I was ready for that, as well as everybody else should be ready for that. America is one of the best places, it is the best place in the world to live. And I'm saying that because I do support America, and I'm American, um, but I'm also Hispanic. But I also believe that it's a place where um, it's not perfect, but it is um, damn near per- perfect. And we can only make this system better um, also by um, people's critiques, comments, and to work together to make this a better place. Um, also pay additional fees and penalties and learn English and U.S. civics. It's about history, law, Um, about our country. Um, As under current law, five years after receiving a green card, individuals will be eligible to apply for U.S. citizenship like every other legal permanent resident. I think that's pretty good. Earn citizenships for dreamers. Children brought here illegally through no fault of their own by their parent will be eligible for earned citizenship. By going to college or serving honorably in the armed forces for at least two years, these children should be given an um, expedited opportunity to earn their citizenship, undocumented immigrants out of the shadows. What a wonderful opportunity for that. Create administrative and judicial review. 
An individual whose provisional lawful status has been revoked or denied or whose application for adjustment has been denied will have the opportunity to seek administrative and judicial review of those decisions. Also provide new resources to combat fraud. The President's proposal authorizes funding to enable DHS, the Department of the State, and other relevant federal agencies to establish fraud prevention programs that will provide training for adjudicators, allow regular audits of applications to identify patterns of fraud and abuse, and incorporate other proven fraud prevention measures. Well, hopefully they'll get to the um, to the racketeering of the uh, fake social securities and uh, California ID thing. That's really a racket. And um, so many immigrants that are here in this country illegally um, are so afraid to um, get their legal status of, of driver's license. They feel that they're going to go down there and, and be rounded up and, and put on a bus and shipped out with it. Folks, that's not going to happen. I don't know who told you that, but that's not going to happen. There are too many folks here in this country, um, agencies that protect immigrant rights that will be down there in a flash and it's no one's going on any bus anywhere, okay? So um, don't be afraid to go down and, and start that legal process. It's the only thing that will actually bring you um, um, a victory over being um, in illegal to legal status. Let's talk about streamlining legal immigration here for a second here. On November 21st, 2014, President Obama said, we're not a nation that kicks out strivers and dreamers who want to earn their piece of the American dream. We're a nation that finds a way to welcome them. We make them earn it, but we welcome them in, in as fellow human beings, fellow children of God, and we harness their talents to make the future brighter for everybody. What a wonderful um, statement that is, and we are living in a place of, of a melting pot here, which makes this country so powerful and so unique. Um, and you can see um, when there's times of turmoil around the world um, how the American people, and I'm including American people, meaning all ethnic groups that are here living in America, whether they be Americans by birth or Americans by um, citizenship or those that are even undocumented but living in America, all of us come together to uh, support freedom and what's right in this world. So let's talk about our immigration system our immigration system should reward anyone who is working, willing to work hard and play by the rules. For the sake of our economy and our security, legal immigration should be simple and effective and efficient. After waiting over 500 days for the House to take action on legislative solutions to fix our broken system, the President took the executive actions to help streamline our legal immigration system until Congress passes common sense comprehensive immigration reform. By these actions um, are only uh, the first step. Only Congress can finish the job, and that's where we're at now, ladies and gentlemen. The President's proposal for immigration reform attracts the best minds to America by providing visas to foreign entrepreneurs looking to start businesses here and helping the most promising foreign graduate students in science and math stay in this country after graduation rather than take their skills to other countries. It will also reunite families in a timely and humane manner. The President's executive actions to streamline illegal immigration, reducing barriers for immigration, immigrant entrepreneurs, and uh, innovators. DHS will expand immigration options for foreign entrepreneurs who meet certain criteria for creating jobs, attracting investment, and generating revenue in the United States to ensure that our system encourages them to grow in our economy. The criteria will include some thresholds so that these individuals are not eligible for certain public benefits like welfare tax credits under the Affordable Care Act. So what that basically is saying is that um, if you're in another country and you have all your shit together and you qualify and you have the money or the way or the method that you want to come to this country and do business in a legal manner, uh, more than likely you're going to be able to get a visa to come here and participate in our system. That's all it says. And a lot of people, they don't look at that um, that type of, of, of that system. Um, and I also know that um, a way to get into this country, and I also know, too, that they are loosening 
the requirements for healthcare professionals, et cetera, that are from foreign countries who have been educated to come into our country and to become um, reviewed over here, participate in our healthcare system um, by uh, taking classes and, and getting certified here to become a part of, of our system here. And I think that's also um, important for us to um, to understand. Um, so if you're a doctor or a nurse working in another country um, and you uh, want to come here, well, you if you're credentialed there and they meet our, our standards over here, more than likely you're going to be able to get a visa to come into our country or at least start the process. I know that um, a lot of times when we talk about immigration, when we, talk, we think we're only talking about Mexico, but we're talking about immigration all over the world. We're talking about um, Philippines and, and everywhere and um, about people coming to this country. So it's not just Mexico and Mexicans or Mexicans. It's um, all over South America, all over the world. Um, every country has a different status with the United States in terms of the process in which we seek out to um, determine legal immigration status. Okay. Providing portable work authorization for high-skilled workers awaiting LPR status and their spouses. Under the current systems, employees with approved LPR applications often wait many years for their visa to become available. DHS will now make regulatory changes to allow these workers to move or change jobs more easily. DHS is finalizing new rules to give certain H-1B spouses employment authorization as long as the H-1B spouse has been approved for LPR application. Okay? It sounds complicated, but it's really not. That's why um, you need to visit a, um, a bona fide um, an immigration attorney or community legal aid um, worker to help you um, understand these laws um, so that and they so that they can explain it in a way that's not so I guess uh, with legalese or not so complicated, but actually in reality once you understand it it's really really a simple process. Uh, strengthening and extending on-the-job training for STEM graduates of U.S. universities in order to strengthen educational experiences of foreign students studying science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. That's called STEM. At U.S. universities, DHS will propose changes to expand and extend the use of our existing optional practical training, that's called OPO, OPT program, and require stronger ties between OPT students and their colleges and universities following graduation. Next, streamlining the process for foreign workers and their employees, employer, employ, employers, while protecting American workers. DHS will clarify its guidance on temporary L-1 visas for foreign workers who transfer from a company's foreign office to its U.S. office. DOL will take regulatory action to modernize the labor market test that is required of employers that sponsor foreign workers for immigrant visas while ensuring that American workers are protected. This is so common. There are so many. The world's a small place now, and more than likely, the big companies here in America are transnational. They're all over the world, as well as foreign companies in the United States. So same company or doing business with another company with interest in another country, et cetera, um, would give you the ability, more than likely, um, to transfer through the same company um, or different departments into this country if you're in another country or vice versa. Um, there are Americans um, exiting here, want to live in other countries. They can still come back. They don't get their citizenship revoked, but they can still travel. What an interesting way to explore the world. And so um, these are, there's going to be a streamline of, of simplicity made in this process for, for this process. The next topic will be reducing family separation for those waiting to obtain LPR status. Due to barriers in our system, U.S. citizens and LPRs are often separated for years from their immediate relatives while they wait to obtain their LPR status. To reduce the time these individuals are separated, DHS will expand an existing that allows certain individuals to apply for a provisional waiver for certain violations before departing the United States to attend visa interviews. Okay? The next thing, issuing a presidential memorandum on visa modernization. 
There are many ways in which our legal immigration system can be modernized to reduce government costs, eliminate redundant systems, reduce burdens on employers and families, and eliminate fraud. The president is issuing a memorandum directing an um, interagency group to recommend areas for improvement. Next, ensuring that individuals with lawful status can travel to their countries of origin. DHS will clarify its guidance to provide greater assurance to individuals with a pending LPR application or certain temporary status permission to travel abroad with advanced permission. It's called parole. And so there are many people here in the United States that are that would like to become legal or are waiting legal status. Some of the conditions are that you can't leave the country, which leaves a separation of families for many, many years that people, uh, some can't see their children, uh, mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters, return back to the town that they were born in, um, to their country, um, and come back. Once you leave, you can't come back. But now uh, with this new uh, reform, there may be optional extended privileges extended to um, traveling a short term with a visa outside the country, once again, if you do everything correct. Ensuring that individuals with lawful status to travel to their countries of origin, that's what that's called. Now let's go on to creating a White House task force on new, um, on new Americans. The president right now is creating a White House task force on new Americans to create a federal strategy on immigration integration. Next, promoting citizenship public awareness. DHS will launch a comprehensive citizenship awareness media campaign in the 10 states that are home to 75% of the overall LPR population. USCIS will also expand options for paying naturalization fees and explore additional measures to expand accessibility, including studying potential partial fee waiver for qualified individuals. Wow. Next topic, ensuring U.S. citizens um, can serve. To further our military's needs and support recruitment efforts, DHS will expand an existing policy to provide relief to spouses and children of U.S. citizens seeking to enlist in the military consistent with a request made by the Department of the, of the Defense. So there's a lot of things that are happening right now um, and um, a lot of debate and a lot of pros and cons, but I would say it's all positive and it's things that we need to address. And sometimes it's uncomfortable talking about some of these um, because um, preconceived um, ideas about immigrants and um, undocumented workers and how they are and where they came from and um, what they're going to do here, all the bad things that can happen, but there's actually a lot of good that can come out of it. Not everybody that's crossing the border illegally is coming here um, to escape criminal activity or in, embark or engage in anything criminal. There's a lot of wealth of knowledge um, and uh, for the future of this country in many of that 11 million undocumented workers um, in this country here. Let's talk about cracking down on employers hiring undocumented workers. November 20th, 2014, President Obama said, that's why over the past six years, deportations of criminals are up 80%. And that's why we're going to keep focusing enforcement resources on actual threats to our security felons, not families, criminals, not children, gang members, not not a mom who's working hard to provide for her kids, will prioritize just like law enforcement does every day. All right. Deporting felons, not families. By some priorities and focusing its enforcement resources, the Obama administration has already increased the removal of criminals by more than 80%. The President Immigration Accountability Act has built on that strong record by focusing on the removal of national security, border security, and public safety threats. To better focus on the priorities that matter, Secretary Johnson is issuing a new DHS-wide memorandum, which makes clear that the government's enforcement activities should be focused on national security threats, serious criminals, and recent border crossers. DHS will direct all of its enforcement resources at pursuing these highest priorities for removal. 
Next, implementing a new priority enforcement program. Effectively identifying and removing criminals in state and local jails is a critical goal, but it must be done in a way that sustains the community's trust. To address concerns from governors, mayors, law enforcement, and community leaders, which have undermined cooperation with DHS, Security Johnson is replacing the existing Secure Communities Program with a new priority enforcement program called PEP, P-E-P, to remove those convicted of criminal offenses. DHS will continue to rely on biometric data to verify individuals who are enforcement priorities, and they will also work with DOJ's Bureau of Prisons to identify and remove federal criminals serving time as soon as possible. Accountability. Criminal background checks and taxes. The president is always acting to hold accountability those undocumented immigrants who have lived in the United States for more than five years and are parents of U.S. citizens or lawful permanent residents. By registering and passing criminal national security background checks, millions of undocumented workers will start paying their fair share of taxes temporarily stay in the United States without fear of deportation for three years at a time. DHS is also expanding the existing Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, called DACA, D-A-C-A, policy so that individuals who were brought to this country as children, known as DREAMers, can apply if they entered before January 1st of 2010 regardless of how old they are today. Going forward, DACA relief will also be granted for three years. So there's a lot of things that have changed. If you've been in waiting for your status or you're in immigration, um, waiting for immigration hearing, things could change a little bit and, and shift drastically in your favor. Let's talk about cracking down on employers hiring undocumented workers. On January 29, 2013, President Obama said, it means cracking down more forcibly on businesses that knowingly hire undocumented workers. Most businesses want to do the right thing, so we need to implement a national system that allows businesses to quickly and accurately verify someone's employment status. And if they still knowingly hire undocumented workers, then we need to ramp up the penalties. And I agree, President Obama. Um, a story that I have for everybody here, I know an individual in the community um, who was working in the hotel industry here in Los Angeles, um, came to this country as an undocumented worker, purchased one of the social security cards down there down the street, and um, spent many years working at the hotel industry, and at the age of 70 years old, decided to retire from the hotel industry. Got here when it was in her 20s. So on retirement, um, uh, the hotel was taking out all of the, I mean, all the years, all these different retirement benefits for the gentleman. I'm pretty sure that they knew, just like him, there were many others that were working with Social Security card numbers that were fake because they were paying them under minimum wage. So when it came to re- time to retire and receive the benefits, the hotel refused to pay out the benefits of the retirement that were accrued during the time that the individual had worked for the hotel industry um, uh, for less than minimum wage, and the person now um, retired didn't get any benefits that they paid into the retirement of the hotel, and that's a shame, and that's happening all the time. That's why I'm a huge supporter um, of getting legal, um, getting your documentation in order, and I'm a huge, support, huge supporter of the government of investigating um, industries that hire undocumented workers because it's not fair that, um, in the end, that the um, individuals have their rights taken away, basically, and the um, the benefit that they have of working for these companies and the ben- companies have had benefit, it's not a fair um, that's not a fair contract. It's like a contract that was um, breached, even though they knew that the person um, was undocumented and they were using the person's social security card to report to government. Um, they need to also be held accountable for that. Okay. Our businesses should only employ people legally authorized to work in the United States. Businesses that knowingly employ undocumented workers are exploiting the system to gain an advantage over businesses that play by the rules. 
The President's proposal is designed to stop these unfair hiring practices and hold these companies accountable. At the same time, this proposal gives employers who want to play by the rules a reliable way to verify that their employees are here legally. The President's proposal, number one, mandated phased-in electronic employment verification systems. The President's proposal provides tools for employees to ensure a legal workforce by using federal government databases to verify that the people they hire are eligible to work in the United States. Penalties for hiring undocumented workers are significantly increased, and new penalties are established for committing fraud and identity theft. Keywords, committing fraud and identity theft, all right? Oh, wow. Just go down to the DMV and get your shit done right, okay? Um, anyways, the new mandatory program ensures that privacy and confidentiality of all workers' personal information and includes important procedural protections. Mandatory electronic employment verification would be phased in over five years with exemptions for certain small businesses who can't um, financially afford it. Uh, my suggestion would be that small businesses actually be able to um, go to a central location and uh, or call into a central location or through the computer to check uh, verification of the Social Security numbers, etc. Number two, combat fraud with ident- and identity theft. The proposal also mandates a fraud-resistant, tamper-resistant Social Security card and requires workers to use fraud and tamper-resistant documents to prove authorizations to work in the United States. The proposal also seeks to establish a voluntary pilot program to evaluate new methods to authenticate identity and combat identity theft. Here's another category, protections for workers. The president's proposal protects workers against retaliation for exercising their labor rights. It increases the penalties for employers who hire undocumented workers to skirt the workplace standards that protect all workers, and it creates a labor law enforcement fund to help ensure that in industries that employ significant numbers of immigrant workers comply with labor laws. Next, progress, cracking down on employers hiring undocumented workers. This would include increasing monitoring and accountability of employers. Since January 2009, ICE has audited more than 8,900 employers suspected of hiring illegal labor debarred 8,590 companies and individuals and imposed more than 100 million in financial sanctions, more than the total amount of audits and and debarments than during the entire previous administration. Expanding E-Verify. Employer enrollment in E-Verify, which allows employees to verify electronically that an employee is eligible to work in the United States, has more than doubled since January 2009, with more than 561,000 participating companies representing more than 1.7 million hiring sites. More than 20 million inquiries were processed in um, fiscal year 2014. Enforcement measures, deporting criminals. The President's proposal expands smart enforcement efforts that target convicted criminals in federal or state correctional facilities, allowing us to remove them from the United States at the end of their sentences without reentering our communities. At the same time, it protects those with a credible fear of re- returning to their home countries. Streamlined removal of non-immigrant national security and public safety threats. The President's proposal creates a streamlined administrative removal process for people who overstay their visas and have been determined to be threats to national security and public safety. Improve our nation's immigrant courts. The President's proposal invests in our immigration courts so so judges can more effectively process current and future cases. By increasing the number of immigration judges and their staff, investing in training for court personnel, and improving access to legal information for immigrants, these reforms will improve court efficiently. It also allows DHS to better focus its um, detention resources on public safety and national security threats by expanding alternatives to detention and reducing overall detention costs. It also provides greater protections for those least able to represent themselves. 
prioritizing convicted criminals and violent offenders for deportation. The Department of Homeland Security, DHS, has set clear enforcement priorities so that individuals who are a threat to our public safety and national security, such as convicted criminals, are the highest enforcement priority, and these efforts are producing real results. In fiscal year 2013, ICE conducted 315,000 removals, of which 86,000 were conducted in the interior and involved individuals with a previous criminal conviction. Another 177,000 were conducted along our borders and involving individuals with a criminal conviction. DHS has also issued guidance to law enforcement personnel and attorneys regarding their authority to exercise prosecutorial discretion discretion where appropriate to ensure greater consistency in the treatment of low-priority cases. In addition, DHS worked to better target their resources by reviewing a case-by-case basis, deportation cases pending before the immigration courts in order to focus in on the highest enforcement priorities by clearing out the backlog of low-priority cases. Now, I don't know about you. You know, I'm a big supporter of community rights when it's done right, and I do believe that um, there are always or have been civil rights violations, and our country still needs um, a lot of improvement. But this can only happen through awareness and through um, community uh, awareness and to get together and to um, to address these issues. But I also agree that America, in order for us to safeguard our, our protection and our streets and our families for our children and, our, and streets for our children and our homes, these criminals that are not here um, that are undocumented need to be deported and kept out. They should not be allowed to come back uh, to the United States because they come back um, and and by them being defiant cause more problems for the people. Many times the local police departments do not want to do anything because it deals with immigration um, and instead of, of, of calling immigration when they get to the jails, they just cite them out on OR and then they go to court. Judges don't want to do something sometimes because they're afraid that um, there's so much um, confusion about the immigration that it's just um, a horrible situation. And there's really not enough money being pumped into the, the system. Um, there needs to be more money um, so there can be faster access for ICE and other um, government agencies to um, detain these individuals to make sure they don't slip through the cracks. So at any rate, um, for all the good people out there, um, I want to read a um, a guide for you um, that will help you get ready for, it's called the, the Get Ready Guide for the Undocumented. Um, even though um, President Obama's um, project has not uh, been actually realized yet, um, many people across the United States have hopes that it will be sometime this year. But I want to give you some of these um, this interesting guidelines to prepare for this. President Obama has announced his immigration executive order and 4.9 million undocumented immigrants can find relief in these two programs. This groundbreaking action will help keep families together and may eventually lead to more permanent immigration reform. The big question on everybody's mind is what they can do to prepare and this guide can help you do just that. Some steps that you can take to prepare for the new immigration relief include, number one, saving money for the application fees. That's for sure. Number two, collecting documents to use as evidence in your application. Three, knowing your rights as an undocumented immigrant in the United States. And four, um, more details and advice we can for undocumented immigrants to stay informed during this process to legal status. DACA and its impact on other undocumented immigrants. This is not Obama's first executive action regarding undocumented immigrants. In 2012, he announced the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, known as DACA program, which provided administrative relief for undocumented immigrants who came to the United States as children. Because they came to the United States as children, they are not considered responsible for their undocumented status. Of the total number of undocumented immigrants who may have been eligible for DACA, only a portion actually applies. Where, whatever the reason for the low turnout, people can still apply for DACA and receive immigration relief. And if you want to learn more about the DACA program, you can come down to the East Los Angeles Community Lawn Civil Rights Center, and we'll give you the information and where to find um, resources for that. 
Benefits of DACA include the immigration, immigration departments will not actively pursue the deportation of DACA recipients, and they can also get employment authorization through the UC, USCIS can work legally in the United States. Tips to prepare for your relief application. You might not be able to apply right now, but you can get ready for your application process by following the following steps. Prepare now because the sooner you apply for the application, when it becomes available, the sooner you'll be granted immigration benefits. All immigration benefits require a fee to be submitted along with the application itself, so you need to save money. It is an estimated that the application fee for this newest version of immigration reform relief may be between $500 and $1,500 per person. It may take up to six months for the application to become available to the public, and it is a very good idea to begin saving your money right now. Dividing the fee total by months or weeks might help you budget your savings. For example, to be ready to pay the fee when the application becomes available, you should save between $84 and $250 a month or between $21 and $63 a week. If you start putting that money away in a safe place, then you'll have you'll be ready once you have all your documents ready um, to submit it um, to expect. Uh, if you are helping others apply for their applications as well, multiply the above estimates by the number of applications you will need to submit. Next, gather documents. Immigration applications typically require a set of documents um, that you use as evidence to prove that you qualify for the benefits offered by the executive action. These documents might show the following conditions. How long have you lived in the United States? If you went to school here? If you've ever had an immigration, if, if you ever had an immigration status, family relationships with U.S. permanent residents, green card holders, or citizens, family relationships with DACA recipients, DACA status, military service, as well as many other things. Some of the documents you might use to show that you meet the requirements of the new program may include birth certificates, marriage certificates, immigration documents, school records, transcripts, diplomas, or GED certificates, discharge papers from the U.S. Armed Services, blank statements, tax records, copies of citizenship certificates or permanent resident cards, green cards, and other things. When DACA was enacted, many immigrants had to get creative with documents to show that they met the requirements of the program, and this new relief program may be the same way. So we haven't received the actual package yet from the immigration. I don't know what it looks like. But I would encourage everybody to start preparing, you know, get as many documents and letters um, that were written to you, addressed to, certain, to you at your house, wherever you live, at least for the past five years, uh, school records for your kids if they were enrolled in school, uh, any employment identifications, any bills that you had in your name, um, credit cards, um, debit card receipts, um, or even um, electricity or water bills. Um, the UC, um, USCIS usually requires that documents submitted as evidence in applications be all in English. However, if your documents are in another language, you can have them translated in advance so that you are prepared to apply when your application becomes available. Translated documents often come in groups of three documents to certify that they are authentic. The three documents are the original foreign language document and affidavit from the translator that verifies the correctness of the translation and the translated document. If you are interested in having this service done, um, we can offer guidance for you at the East Los Angeles Community Law and Civil Rights Center. Um, again, our number is 310-619-3634. Knowing your rights. Undocumented immigrants in the United States have rights, and it's important to be aware of them. If you are in deportation or removal proceedings with Immigration and Customs Enforcement or belong to a group of undocumented immigrants who have been tagged for priority deportation, you should find a lawyer to represent you right away. Um, at our center, we also have lawyer referral, and we can refer you to a really, really good list of, of credible um, immigration lawyers um, to, um, to help you with your case. The same is true if you have a criminal record. Protecting your residence in the United States is important, and a lawyer will be able to help you stay in the United States. For more information, again, ladies and gentlemen, okay, visit our center for more information. We are located at 4765 Whittier Boulevard, Los Angeles, California, in East L.A. All right. So 
the next thing I want to talk with you about is a new program, California uh, Driver's License, um, started in uh, January 2015. And um, California Department of Motor Vehicles, DMV, offers, um, offers will start offering and has started written and driving tests for illegal residents in California beginning in January 2015. January 15, January is when the new law became fully implemented, which allows illegal aliens to get driver's license in California. All right. If you um, do not have access to the Internet and you need to make an appointment for the DMV, feel free to visit me at the center so we can get you an appointment. Um, if you need um, instruction um, um, to learn about um, the the, um, the handbook, I can talk with you about that. Um, somebody can talk with you about that so that um, you can understand it so it will give you the ability to um, pass your test um, with comprehension. Um, incidentally, also, too, um, if you are a tenant facing eviction who lives in the east Los Angeles um, county or Los Angeles County, um, and you're facing eviction, um, please call us and you need some assistance or some resources on where to go, um, call me at the uh, East Los Angeles Community Lawn Civil Rights Center at 310 again, 619-3634. Ladies and gentlemen, this was a great show. Um, I certainly enjoyed being here again with you. Um, I hope that you're listening to my other shows. If you have any show recommendations, I would welcome uh, you to contact me at my email um, address at the Carlos Montenegro at East Los Angeles Law Center at gmail.com. That's East Los Angeles Law Center at gmail.com. I want to thank you very much for attending this early this morning. It's a full moon um, here, um, and uh, it's very, very chilly. But it's a great month um, to begin and to celebrate and begin preparing for Valentine's Day for that special love. So I will see you um, around for the next show. Um, Have a great week.